Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizer, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 67 is going to be from Genesis chapter 25, verses 29 through 34. As Christians, we should not give up our birthright like Esau. In Genesis chapter 25, verses 29 through 34, the Bible reads, Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field and was very weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with the same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, Look, I am about to die, so what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose, and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. So Jacob bought Esau's birthright for a stew. So Esau's birthright did not mean much to him. Who he was in being the firstborn to Esau was only worth a pot of stew. He came in weary. He was tired. That's something that goes away with rest. And there was more than likely plenty of food within the house. All he had to do was prepare it more than likely. And so he was lazy in this situation and he wanted his brother Jacob to just give him his stew. And Jacob did not offer his stew except for with a price. And so Esau sold his birthright. As Christians today, we should not give up our birthright like Esau did. How easy is it for us to sell our birthright being God's children today? Sin comes knocking at our door, and instead of resisting the temptation, we take it, and we sell our birthright as God's children. You see, we are born into the family of God, just as Jacob and Esau were born into the family of God. In John chapter 1 and verses 11 through 13, the Bible says, He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to him he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. You see, as Christians today, we have the right to become children of God. We're not physically born into the house of God as the children of Israel were, as Jacob and Esau were. But, you see, we are spiritually born into the house of God. And we have the right given to us by our Savior to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. God chose us to be his children. In John chapter 3, in verses 4 through 7, the Bible says, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. And so we are born into this world physically. And then when we 
decide that we're sinners and we need to come to God and have our sins forgiven us, we are born spiritually again through baptism. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21, it says, A like figure one to baptism doth now also save, not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, baptism is where we start over again as God's child. We're spiritually born into his family. In Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, the Bible says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. You see, when we're baptized, we're crucified with him. Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yea, not I, but Christ lives with me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We're crucified with him. This is also said in Romans chapter 6 and verse 6, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. But in verse 4, it says, we're raised to walk in newness of life. We're born into the family of God when we give our lives to him in baptism. The old man dies in the watery grave, and a new man is born that comes up out of that grave. In Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, it says it's Christ. I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yea, not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so when we go down into that water and we die, we come up out of that water a new creature, but it's not us. We've offered ourselves as a living sacrifice, Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. And Christ comes up out of that water. And when he comes up out of that water and we're living for him and our sins have been washed away, we inherit his birthright. He's the first birth, firstborn from the dead. Just as Esau was the firstborn here. And he sold his birthright because it didn't matter much to him. When we sin... That's what we're doing. We're selling our birthright. We're going to inherit the kingdom that God has prepared for us, that Jesus went to prepare for us. And when we sin, we separate ourselves from God. Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Christ Jesus. Esau thought he was going to die. And so he said, what good is this birthright to me? And so he sold it for a pot of stew. When we sin, we die, and we're saying, what good is that birthright to me? We can't sell our birthright. As Christians, we should not give up our birthright like Esau did. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so we're born into God's family through baptism. We're spiritually born into his family. We are reborn. The old man of sin dies in that watery grave, and we're raised a new creature. We're raised to walk in newness of life, and that newness of life that we're raised to walk in is the life of Christ. I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yea, not I, but Christ lives in me. And so, are we selling our birthright when we sin? Are we just easily going into sin without giving any resistance to it? 
Are we saying, well, I'm dying. I need this food. I'm about to die. What good is that birthright to me? And so Esau sold his birthright to Jacob. Is that what we're saying when we sin? Yes, it is. And we've got to stay away from that sin. We've got to stay away from that death so that we can inherit the kingdom of God. In Galatians chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, it says, But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. Notice this again. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of Christ, of the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me. In other words, I'm dead. I crucified myself in that watery grave, and Jesus arose out of that water instead of me so that he could make decisions for my life. Verse 15 of Galatians chapter 6, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision, doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, it doesn't avail anything but a new creation. Either a Jew or a Gentile can become a Christian, and when they do, they're saying, God is living through me, and I... He, Jesus died so that we could inherit his birthright. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verses 21 and 22, it says, There is also an antitype which now saves us, baptism. Not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so we have this ability we can be reborn into him. We can be saved. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 29, it says, If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. And the him that is being talked about there is God. We're born of God when we practice righteousness. And so we have a birthright, being a child of God. In 1 John chapter 3, in verses 9 and 10, it says, Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. And so if we're practicing righteousness and we're doing what God wants us to do, then we are born of God. God. We have a birthright. How precious is that birthright to you? How precious is that birthright to me? We show that to God by how we live. And if we're living appropriately, if we're living in righteousness, if we're practicing righteousness, then we show that we are born of God and we're proud of that birthright. But if we're not practicing righteousness, in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 10, whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God nor is he who does not love his brother. So if we're not practicing righteousness, if we're not living the way that God wants us to live, then that birthright can be sold. We can get rid of it. We don't want it, just as Esau didn't want his birthright. In verse 31 of chapter 26 of Genesis, but Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? What is this birthright to me? Whenever we practice Righteousness, we tell God that birthright means so much to me. But when we don't practice righteousness, we show ourselves to be not of God, and thus we are denouncing our birthright. As Christians, we should not give up our birthright like Esau. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 9, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God 
and knows God. So when we show love to one another, we're showing God that we appreciate the birthright that he has given us. We show that we are of God, and thus we are saying your birthright that you've given to us through your Son and that we have been spiritually born into to receive is valuable to me. How valuable is your birthright in God to you? In 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 4, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And so again, we see if we love the children of God, then we appreciate our birthright. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves him who begotten also loves him who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. If we keep the commandments of God, then we are showing the children of God that we love him and we value the birthright that God has given to us through his son, Jesus. We are born into this family through baptism. When we are reborn, as Jesus told Nicodemus that he must be reborn. And in Romans chapter 6, we see that when we're baptized, we walk in newness of life. We also see this in Corinthians. And throughout the entirety of the scriptures, we are called his children. And that we are born of God if we keep his commandments. We are born of God if we love our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, as we go about in this world... Let us show God that we appreciate the birthright that he has given us. As Christians, we should not give up our birthright like Esau did. Esau gave up his birthright for a bowl of soup. How easy is it for us to give up our birthright today? And what will we willingly turn over our birthright for? Sometimes it's a new car and the love of money just overwhelms us in so many different ways. It can be a new house. It can be... Uh, just holding on to the money, expecting it to take care of us, and laying up our treasures upon this earth instead of in heaven, that we sell our birthright and we say, God, we just don't appreciate the birthright that you have given us. What good is this birthright to me? If it doesn't bring me immediate joy, if it doesn't bring me immediate satisfaction, I'm going to sell it for a bowl of soup that will bring me immediate satisfaction. Do we love our birthright? Do we appreciate our birthright. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 18, we know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him. Notice this verse again with me. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin. If we're sinning in our lives willfully, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How can we who died to sin live any longer therein? If we're just sinning willfully and openly in open rebellion, then we are not born of God, and we are selling our birthright. But he who has been born of God keeps himself. He keeps himself pure. He keeps himself from the wicked one. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, no temptation is taken man except for that which is common to man. But God is faithful, who will now allow you to be tempted above what you're able, but with every temptation provide a means of escape that you might be able to bear it. God wants you to receive your birthright. And he has provided a means out of every temptation so that you don't die 
and lose your birthright. So, as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you.